It's Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. I'm Emma Lieberman, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online, since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has denounced the extended jobless benefits, saying that they are holding back our economy. And here I thought it was the deadly pandemic and all the GOP incompetence that led to it. Yes, I was wrong. McDonald's is partnering with the Biden White House to promote pro-vaccine messages on his coffee cups. It's a good move, because nothing in the COVID shot is more dangerous than anything on the McDonald's menu. Drivers in the Southeast United States are beginning to hoard gasoline because of fear of a gas shortage due to the ransomware shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline. Yeah, you know it's no longer 2020 when gasoline becomes the new toilet paper. While being interviewed by CNN, California Governor hopeful Caitlyn Jenner stated that her plan for California's economy would be to surround herself with really great people. Well, considering the only reason CNN wasted an hour to interview Caitlyn was because of those really great people she surrounded herself with for the last 20 years, it's probably a good thing she's got no shot at touching our economy. The Mattel Toy Company is launching a pilot recycling program called Mattel Playback that is designed to recover and reuse materials from old toys for future Mattel products. Coincidentally, this will also be the plotline of the next Toy Story movie. In an interview, Tom Brady said that he fears what comes next after football. Well, Tom, you know, if it doesn't involve dogfighting or a double homicide, you should be fine. Tom Cruise returned his three Golden Globe Awards to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association in protest of their ongoing diversity scandal. You know the association is in real trouble, though, if Kevin Spacey returns his 2015 Golden Globe. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez have been spotted hanging out together in Montana, giving more fuel to rumors that they are dating again after 17 years. This just proves that Hollywood is so short on originality that it's even rebooting romances now. Although, man, I can't wait for that Brad and Jen holiday release. Michael Che is being criticized for writing SNL's Gen Z hospital sketch from last week because it used Gen Z slang that some claim was appropriate from African-American vernacular English. Uh, Nothing says ultra-liberal like blaming a black man for something white people are doing. Yesterday, in an emotional social media post, Gwyneth Paltrow admitted that the lockdown disrupted her life so much that she actually ate bread. Wow. Let's just hope that someday in the future, Gwyneth has the strength to tell us whether or not it was gluten-free. Now let's hand it over to tonight's TMI Daily Cast and Crew Roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Ayello, and as always, I'm joined by some of my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Let's start with you, Pete. I'm just happy again to be here two days in a row. Nice to have you. Yeah, thank uh, you. Elizabeth. Leo, happy Tuesday. <laughs> Joe. Hi, everyone listening on Google Podcasts. A very happy eat what you want day today, a very happy foam roller day, and the my favorite one from today, a very happy Twilight Zone day. I think this is the only show that has its own national day. Joe, can I You're ask about you a to enter a 
dimension. <laughs> I just realized something. Are you not welcoming people on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Because they have actually bigger audiences than Google Podcasts. Well, okay. no, because when everybody always talks about, when they always say, we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and other platforms. So I always mention Google because I'm a Google guy. Because no one ever mentions Google. Every time we always say, they always say, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and other podcasts, like in other uh, podcast platforms. And Google's kind of my platform, so. But we do do love all the other ones as well, though, right? I know. Everyone always mentions that, and they never mention Google. That's why I mention Google every day. Joe's being inclusive, and I appreciate that. Yes, because, you know, (laughs) South Korea doesn't listen to us without Apple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Trying to to get those Google books. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Chris. I'm a level seven Google guide. I told you guys that. (laughs) Hey, oh, sorry. I'm here. Happy Tuesday. Uh, It's great. Uh, We're slowly opening our city up. It's awesome. I got to be on stage physically for the first time in like six to seven months. So uh, I'm pretty happy right now. It's awesome. Great. How did that feel? Did it feel weird being on stage after so long? No, not it didn't feel weird. I was just so out. I just I got so wrapped up in the moment that I didn't care how good or bad my set went. I was just happy to be on the stage. Was, how, was did, that, how good was, or bad did it go? I, I honestly don't know. I was high the entire time. So I, well, was, it, uh, <laughs> was it an outdoor stage? Yeah, it was outdoor. It was outdoor. Yeah. So did it kind of feel like you were like doing like a best man wedding speech? A <laughs> little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's like Loki. It like the place where I was. It was like a it was an outdoor restaurant, and it no clue looked like somebody's reception after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very weird, eclectic group of people. And that's why Joe's joke worked pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Uh, I'd, I would like to say hello to our listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're all welcome. Don't listen to what Joe says, okay? He's got an attitude problem. Hey, where'd your accent go? Which one? You're British. Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> What's all this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. Look at my hat. Hold on. Danny. <laughs> hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I actually got to have morning brew with the today in the lake crew this morning won a contest wow. on nbc4 and got to meet the morning team very wow. good people that's amazing see what this show does for you now you're a superstar yeah right. <laughs> connections <laughs> and stewart how's it going everybody mm-hmm. all right well, by the way they bring it way to, way to close it out anchor but hold on i wanted to ask something because i, I realized that last week we asked stewart if he decided what he was going to do for mom for Mother's Day. What did you end up doing for mom? Oh, she, yeah, she actually asked me, she told me what she wanted. She wanted me to get her car washed. So I got her car washed. Oh, it was super nice. easy. Yeah, it was like really yeah. easy. <laughs> and I, and I, I, like, I, well, I am, yeah, I and I helped make dinner for me and my dad made her a nice dinner. But Stuart, did you put him on the glass? What? <laughs> Move on. He's too young. He's too young. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ian, oh, <laughs> I know what the phrase means, but I don't know if it's from something. Yeah. Oh, it's from mix a lot. Oh, it's it's a lot. exactly what you think it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, <laughs> context. I got context. Let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, when Mixolata was a Lamborghini, I'm pretty sure putting it on like the Ford on like the Ford Edge just isn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He is in Florida. That might be that's the Lamborghini of Florida. Mm. <laughs> Your mom has a Lamborghini, Stuart. It's a Lambo town. 
No. I well, let's stop talking about my mother, okay? Don't be talking about Mrs. Orloff. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You're lucky. I wasn't you're talking about your mom. Lucky, you're lucky you're lucky your mom's Zoom car. Wasn't about your mom. Was your mom's car? Stuart, I'm really sorry. I just meant this to be a sweet moment that you had with oh, us. Fuck all I apologize. Oh, it really went bad like that. Yeah, it all it all goes the oh, other way. Gonna catch these They're just all such <laughs> bastards, Stuart. I apologize for everybody else. Well, yeah, everybody you... else except for you is a sick bastard. Thank you. Well, I'm glad she had a good Mother's Day. Okay, so let's move on to our show tonight. And I have to tell you guys, in preparation of this show, I can't remember the last time I had so much fun preparing for it. So <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a unique one, that's for sure. Okay, so last week Joe brought us a story about customers at Disneyland complaining about one of the rides. Joe, can you fill us in, please? So, as you know, over in Disneyland, uh, which just reopened recently, I, I do have to go if I can figure out where to get the money. Um, they redid the Snow White ride. Uh, while, while they were closed up, they did a total remodel of it. Uh, I, I've seen some video of it. It looks really beautiful. It really, uh, it's a great update. But in the end of the ride, um, just like kind of the end of the movie, uh, there's a scene there where uh, Prince Charming uh, uh, kisses Snow White to bring her back to life because, you know, she's dead in the woods. And a lot of people are, are complaining because they're saying that it is a um, um, consent issue. There, there's a huge consent issue because he didn't ask the dead girl if he could kiss her and just kissed her. Dead. Okay, so that's basically the story in a nutshell. Pete, were you going to add something to it? No, I was just going to say, is she actually dead? Do we know that to, that to be the fact? I, my understanding is it's a, magical, it's a magical coma. Yes, she's so she's not actually dead. I don't think she's she, dead. Uh, that would be weird. Yeah, but she wasn't it's necrophilia. Hurt. But being in a coma is not weird. Kissing the coma <laughs> person is not weird. Well, I mean, can I just say, there's a lot of guys out there that think that they can make a woman wake up just by kissing her. So I, I mean, I'm not uh, saying it's good, uh, but I'm saying it's you know it's better than kissing a dead person, right? Okay, so basically, then Snow White is in a coma, in a magical coma, whatever mm. you want to call it, right. but she's not alert when she when yeah, he kisses. Correct. Her. No. Yeah, so but the only way that she can get the only way that she can get out of the coma is is, is a she loves kiss. a kiss she from her true kiss. love. True mm-hmm. love's kiss. Yeah. So, but but if she can't say yes to the kiss, so it's kind of like it's like so. What they're saying is that it wasn't non consensual. I'm really mad. So you'd rather just have Snow White be in a coma for the rest of her life. See, I, uh, I think you have the seven dwarves kiss her one by one. That's way better, right? Yeah, but they they they, <laughs> they can't ask either. See, I think in a perfect world, what some of these people would like them to, to have seen is uh, she bites into the apple, and as she's going down, she's going, oh, please, don't wake me unless it's through a kiss. Like that. And then, like, you know, at least then if she Prince, would have given the consent for you. you have my consent. This is an open-ended else, consent. No, no dice. Yeah. Okay. But they knew each other beforehand because she had not been there well. That's what I was going to say, is they knew each other before. It's not like he's a total stranger. They make it yeah. sound like he just... I think in some versions of the fairy tale, he is just sort of wandering. Yeah, but you know, a lot of sexual assaults happen for people you know. I think <laughs> in the... Uh, point, I think he, the controversy is that it was still someone that kissed her, whether she knew this person. Right. Not. That is, and that is not okay. okay. But here's my only problem no. with that. At the end of the day, like, they're making it seem like the prince was a creepy frat guy who poisoned her and then went and kissed her while she was knocked out. It was the evil witch that poisoned her and he hey. saved her. It's not like him and the witch were together and like, hey, 
you you hook up this apple, and when she's passed out, I'm gonna make out with her. Like it yeah, like it was a, like it was a party at Facebook back in the early 2000s. Yeah, you just you leave know, her sleep forever. She's an evil queen. You better recognize. She's a witch. She's a queen. Look at a story like this. That kind of mentality is adding evil to the story when that's not the intent of mm-hmm. the, the actions mm-hmm. of the movie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not like the dude yeah. was like following her while she was knocked out, then kissed her to wake her up after he had his fun with her. He did it to save her life. She was poisoned by an evil witch. Mm-hmm. Don't they contact him? The dwarves or somebody? You know, I, think, I think they do. I think I feel like he's just riding through the, the forest looking for trouble. I think <laughs> I feel like they're like, hey, bro, our gal, t- total coma, SOS, yeah. please drop by. Yeah. Lo- much love, the seven dwarves. Yeah. And she, she was, was actually happy. happy at the end. If she wasn't happy, she probably would have like slapped her or something. But mm-hmm. she was legit happy that or it was him and they rode off into the sunset. I mean, she didn't want to be asleep forever, so right. Yeah. Or she would have just stayed asleep because he wasn't a true love. Obviously, he was the true love. That's how it was written. And therefore, he woke up. Okay, just, sure. You've been I just want to say for the record that if I'm ever in a magic-induced coma, you all have permission to kiss me to wake me up. You have oh, my consent. Fine. All of us. But yeah. only, only if I'm in a magic-induced coma. Otherwise... Stuart, I'm going in with tongue. <laughs> That'll wake you up. <laughs> okay, Joe, then we're going to move on. Joe, what do you want to okay, add? So here's my whole thing, though, is like, this is what you had the problem is with the kiss. You don't have a problem with the fact that, that this woman uh, married her father and then killed her. And then because she wants to, she wants to, you know, do it all for the gram. She uh, <laughs> wants to kill this this other girl who looks better than her. Right? First hires a guy to go out and kill her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Known as the huntsman, the huntsman, uh, yeah, uh, right? Yeah, that doesn't work. So then she transforms herself, gives a, an underage girl a poison apple, right? And then this underage girl's lying in the middle of the woods, and some guy randomly comes along uh, uh, and finds her and kisses her. And the part that you have a problem with is that it's not consensual kiss. All this other yeah. shit's even crazier. And you're yeah, okay you're with that? Her, <laughs> See, I got, I got to tell you though. If some of these people had seen the porn version Snow Tight, they would not have liked what the Prince oh, did. No, no, the actual. seven dwarves. There are seven little people. They were small in some ways and big in others. They're a train of the minds. There is an actual porn version. It's called Seven Into Snow. Oh, Joe! You don't want to correct that. No, I'm. Oh, I'm. I like Snow Tight better. I think it's a better name. It is a better name. It is a better name. I have a lot of things I want to cover. Go ahead. Go ahead. What about Dopey? Nobody has a problem with calling him Dopey. That's kind of mean. Like that's true. That's a that's a that's a nice thing to call somebody. Also, narcolepsy isn't a joke. That's his name. Also, yeah, all the I mean, this whole movie is t- basically toxic because if you think of all the personalities of the the the, the seven doors, like we called them grumpy. Like maybe he is just like depressed and just like you know what I mean. Like these are all like mental health issues that we just made fun of. It's the seven yeah. stages of cocaine addiction. grumpy She is so obnoxious and annoying. This is one of my least favorite Disney movies because I cannot stand it. Yeah, I've never been that. Really? There's no way. Yeah. They all had the right names except for Doc. It's only a great movie because we know how it was made and we know how hard it was. So they were literally yeah. like painting the pictures onto the mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we. It's a huge historical that. achievement. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I just yeah. Okay, so Disney has been around for about 90, 90 years, and clearly there have been a lot of cultural changes 
over these nine decades that have not aged some of Disney's films well. Who can give me another example of some Song of these? Of Song, Song of the South. Hello. Song of the South. <laughs> Woo, Bingo. Bingo. Uh, I mean, that's enough said. Pocahontas? Pocahontas? Pocahontas is a big yeah, one. That's no. a big oh, one. Oh, for sure. The Crows and Dumbo? Get the fuck out of here. The Cats and uh, Lady and the Tramp? Aren't <laughs> yeah. selling oh, the Cats. Yeah. yeah. If we're if we're going by today's standards, almost every film that Disney made is is um, is problematic because most of them have the uh, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the the white guy who um, who saves the day, especially saves the woman in it, and, and and that's by today's standards. So you know, I'm not I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. Right, I'm just right. saying that like that's what there's going to be people that are going to tell you, oh, that's that's bad because because that's not the way the world works. Um, there's always a parent dying at the beginning. Come on. Man. Well, that's yeah. that's all superheroes too. Yeah. And Fantasia has some issues as well too. So. Oh yeah, they edited out the uh, like. Mm. There's like a racist like a uh-huh. horse, yeah. but she's like a smaller a minotaur. minotaur thing that's like polishing the hooves of the white lady centaurs. It's so yeah. bad. Oh my god. Yeah. I've seen the unedited one. I was like, oh no. Oh, I thought the brooms formed a swastika. Oh, I've heard that. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. No, it's a, it's a, it was a joke. I don't oh, think okay. that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people saw that. And then there's also the notorious joke that Walt was not very friendly to um, the Jewish people necessarily. Yeah. So I know we've covered this question in the past, but should movie studios have to reevaluate their past films to see if they meet today's community standards? Or should everything that came before be treated as a time capsule of a different time? Chris. Uh, well, actually, Elizabeth was ahead of me, so okay. Oh, um, well, I just, I, th- I mean, I think what they've been doing with the like little sort of content alert before certain movies now, I think, is a smart approach because I, I, I think we've all agreed in the past, like if you erase all these things from history, you are you are doomed to repeat it and ignore, you know, it, it is it is it is a time capsule of the past, and so the point is to not repeat those things to not include racist depictions or, you know, sexist characterizations, Mm -hmm. things like that. You can, but you can look back on it and see how far we've come, see what's changed. And I think it's worth having that content warning, you know, thing at the front. And that just lets people decide for themselves. Although we all know that's a tricky (laughs) business too, but it should in theory allow people to decide for themselves whether or not they want to continue to watch it while still allowing like historical significance uh, to uh, to be acknowledged. Okay, um, Chris, and then I'll go to Pete. Go ahead. Uh, my big thing is don't erase the past because when you erase the past, you open yourself up to repeat it. So mm-hmm. you don't want to repeat the history. The idea is to do better, but also mm-hmm. don't put yourself under such a microscope that you can't do anything because you're never going to please everybody. Somebody's going to find something offensive in all Disney movies. Like somebody could probably watch A Bug's Life and probably find a hundred oh, fucking movies. Dirty communists, all you know those ants. Like, they can find everything. They can find any so much offensive stuff in like the, the, the safest movies that Disney has. So at the end of the day, you can't please everybody, but just be aware of the major things. Like maybe you don't have any jokes about somebody's race or a disability that they may mm-hmm. have what somebody looks like, things of that nature. You know what I mean? Like, 
make it as inclusive as possible without you know because you can't make it like a completely woke film because i mean let's be honest if you make a completely woke film in any genre a biography it's gonna be a boring film (laughs) that's really all it's gonna be because you can't please everybody okay pete what did you want to add i i just think that like it, it's, you know, it's great to be forward thinking, but, you know, the way people thought in the 1930s is astronomically different than the way they think in the 2000s for, for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons why is because we have more ability to actually be around each other and to see each other's lives. So there's a, there's a whole different kind of like world that, that exists just from knowing knowing that you have the ability to actually communicate with people that you didn't know before. I mean, like just what we do on this screen, every person on here has a different kind of life, but we get to hear a little bit about it because we're all talking to each other. They didn't have this, uh, you know, until recently. And so, you know, when, when, we're, when we're holding like the past to today's standards, it's never going to work out. And it's funny because there's the other side of the coin where it's like, our country is based, like there's a portion of our country that says, oh no, you have to go by exactly what people said uh, back in 1776 or whenever, uh, because that should be the same standard for today. So like things like the Second Amendment and, and things like, you know, and things like that, where, 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 where you have to be definitively for exactly the way things were then, because again, those people could never have understood that one day we'd have, you know, guns that could shoot a thousand rounds in a minute. You know, and things like that. And maybe that's why, you know, just having, a, you know, an all out frenzy for people to have guns wouldn't be good. I honestly I don't want to get into that conversation, but it seems like there's two standards and neither one of them is very good. Okay. Um, let's go to Ian. Okay. Um, I, I think AMC, I think, is the channel that does this. They actually put disclaimers in front of films like Holiday Inn, which has a blackface scene. Yeah. Uh, and they just make it clear this is uh, this is of its time. It's We don't condone it, but we also don't want to erase it. And I think that's mm-hmm. important because you look at so many people who think racism is dead in this country. It's because they don't learn about it. And there's things like this should get pushed under the rug. And so I think it's important to show them and explain this is this was considered okay 60 years ago or 50 years ago. We don't consider it now, but we don't want people to think this didn't happen. I think it's important to keep sharing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuart, and then I'll finish with Joe. Go ahead, Stuart. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we were, uh, I brought this up earlier, but I, at a class at AMDA, um, I, we watched Song of the South in class. And I think part of the teacher's reasoning was you're not going to be able to see this somewhere else because Disney's like tried to wipe it, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, it's and, and it's you know, obviously like, it's horribly racist and you know he was like clear about like it, it wasn't like you know watch this movie because it's a good movie he's like watch this this is very racist but i want you to have the opportunity to see it because particularly with like brands like disney like they're so revered and they're so you know highly thought of that it, it, in a way it, them taking these scenes out or just removing the the work entirely is sort of a cop out for them mm-hmm. so they don't they don't really have to uh face their uh, they're wrongs, basically. And and I think the disclaimers are good, but I also think it's important for us, like Elizabeth said, to see how far we've come. I mean, I remember watching Lawrence of Arabia, and I was like, oh, man, this movie's so cool. The opening shots are gorgeous. And then Alec Guinness sho- shows up in Brownface, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, what did Obi-Wan do? <laughs> and no, then, it's it's and, a great movie, but yeah. But it's also an excellent movie. So it's like, you know, it... it, it if from a, for studying it, it's a good to study. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Stuart, first of all, you're really lucky that you got to actually have that movie screened. Yeah. Uh, um, but like what Daniel Plainview was saying about AMC, they actually have a whole series right now that's uh, uh, where they actually have the discussion like during the movie, uh, like a Breakfast at Tiffany's with what, what I mean. We, we Is it Turner Classic? Three. You guys are thinking of Turner no. Classic? Yes, not AMC. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like doesn't sound classic, like yeah. AMC. Yeah, yeah. AMC they're actually doing a series. Everything right now, there is just. But I would love to to see some of these band movies done in that way where you mm-hmm. have a series of people and we actually discuss it while the movies, I would love to see that. Yeah. I don't know if we can do that with the current culture going on. If we could do that in a theater, especially here in LA where we're big on screening old movies and have a lot of experts. And like, I would like mm-hmm. to see song of us over the South with the panel and get the panel mics sort of like a MST three K, <laughs> but instead of riffing on it to actually like talk about it while the movie's going on, I would yeah. love that to hear about the history and what's going on and things like that. I wish they would do something like that. But of course, that movie, Bob Iger has said it is never going to see the light of day. So, like, if you, unless you have a copy of it, you're never going to see it. Turner Classic just did a, a West Side Story, I think, for the uh-huh. anniversary. And they had Rita Moreno, uh, George Shakiris, I think is how you say his last name, and Russ Tamblin. And during the discussion, though, they're all, you know, effusive with praise. But Rita Moreno, as she's done before, called out. She's like, I, the makeup is so bad on the puerto rican cast she's like because they just couldn't conceive that a puerto rican was as light as me and so she's like it was kind of sweet because she was like george who plays bernardo is a very handsome guy but they put him in this bad makeup and it just kind of ruins the effect and it shouldn't matter what his skin tone is you know he's meant to play a puerto rican character and and so that was a, a huge that was interesting that even amongst all this praise that they're heaping on the movie they still called it out in particular the first time i actually saw west side story and that was one of the things that stuck out for me was the colors yeah. were just like so off and i couldn't you know i mean i couldn't understand why they were doing that and then of course you know as i got older and later on i realized why they were doing that and mm-hmm. yeah it, it, that's also a very problematic film for a lot of yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, and then I want to move on to our main story. Yeah, I, I don't want to belabor this very much, but I actually, it just, it gave me a thought because, you know, like Stuart was saying that he actually had to take a class where they showed him Song of the South. And because of the vast age difference between he and I, it's it's interesting because I saw that movie in a drive-in when I was four years old. And, and you know, the reality of it is when I saw it when I was four, I didn't have the context to understand about slavery yet or about the antebellum South. I just saw a movie that they, that, that there was just a bunch of happy people singing songs like Zippity Doodah and Br'er Rabbit and, and the Briar Patch. And I did not, and I didn't label that, you know, with racism because it didn't, because I didn't have, you know, the context for racism. But now the generations that are coming up are just forced into, into understanding racism is racism and you cannot, and you can't question it at all. And you know, that the reality of it is, I, I, I understand now as an adult, you know, seeing, cause I did, I see the movie, so I'd seen the movie again a few years back and I see why it's so problematic. But I also do, do think that there's a place for it for people to see how other people viewed, um, that time in, 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 you know, in, in, in our country, even as, even as much as 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Um, and because I don't, cause I think that when we, when we try to just suppress all this stuff, we're actually doing like what Chris said. We're, we're doomed to relive it because, 
But because just shutting it out is the same thing as book burning. I mean, we're we're basically just saying to people, oh, no, that's bad. You can't look at it. You can't even discuss it. And the problem is once you look at it and discuss it, then you can get to the reasons why it's bad as opposed to, you know, just not having the option to say it at all. Yeah, it's like what I always say about watching All in the Family as a kid. I love that show, watching it, but I would sit and watch it with my dad. And every time that Archie Bunker would say something racist, my father would explain to me that's not okay. Because it was like, it was such a hard concept for me to wrap my head around, especially when I was a kid. But that he taught me, you know, when he's being a bigot, he's being, you know, this is racism. And these are the things that you're not supposed to do. So it's like, like you're saying, yes, you learn from these, you know, ex- examples, even though they're pretty, they're pretty bad. They're pretty horrific. We okay. desperately need media literacy in this country to <laughs> fully understand context of, of things. And that like, to Pete's point gets, you get to the deeper meaning and reason, reason and understanding of what the, the art or the media is that is created. And then to Chris's point, cause yeah, if you don't, know that it existed, then you will fall into the same trap. Uh, you know, these things can rear their head again, but if you understand what happened before, you can hopefully learn from it. I did also see it in the drive-in, which I think is now really weird because it was the Rudy team drive-in. So it was right next to a really major thoroughfare and people, there's this big gigantic scream oh as they're driving by. You think about it now. They <laughs> used to play the animated bits on Disney Channel when I was really little. I remember them, not the full movie, but right. just the Br'er Rabbit cartoon parts they would play on Disney Channel when I was yes. really, well, really little. It's also, too, this one, I, I kind of want to go to what Veronica was saying, because it really, at the end of the day, when it comes to uh, ideologies and things of that, that nature, like, the media doesn't teach that. Like movies and TV shows don't teach that. That shit starts in house, mm-hmm. and then if people see that in the media, then that just kind of reinforces whatever they want to believe from the get go. So it's really like, like you know, your dad was teaching you while you were watching the show. He was teaching you during that. Like that's what needs to be done in situation like this. So like parents, if you know Disney Plus decides to put Song of the South on the on Disney Plus. Well, parents, if it's on there, instead of trying to boycott it, they need to yeah. let their kids watch it and explain why. They, they should, because that, that puts it into context. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not anyway. and, and it just goes to show you how, how recently there was a different kind of ideology in, in, yeah. in this country, a popular ideology, not even just like a, a fringe, because yeah. we're always going to have the fringe. This was the popular conception that it was okay to, to portray a race of people the way they did in that movie. And, and, you know, and that's, that's just that if you don't show that to people today, you, you cannot realize how quickly we can go right back to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the reason we wanted to talk about the Snow White controversy at Disney is because there's a bigger and more interesting story that ties in with all of this. Last week, documents from the Disney corporation were leaked online that discussed improving race relations amongst employees, and even asked their staff to fill out a white privilege checklist and to pivot away from white dominant culture. Oh, no. Does anyone know any more of the details behind this story? Or does anybody want to add anything to it, Pete? I know you know about this. Yeah. Well, real quick, didn't another company have a similar uh, check, not checklist, but, uh, oh, I should have Googled it before we started. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know a similar company. It had something very I love, similar. I love, I love Somebody's it. mouth is writing a check. Yep. 
Pete, go ahead. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, Elizabeth's right. There's a lot of companies that have done similar things to this. It's just that the amount of like, well, we're going to get into it, but the amount of like stuff that Disney decided to heap on its employees in response to to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd um, at this moment in time. And the fact that, you know, it's so funny when you read this stuff, you realize that this was written by white people to try and shame other white people and yeah. not, you know, and, and it's like, and the problem to me, like I said, reading this is that if this was written by a person of color, then I'd say, okay, well, this is probably addressing some of their concerns, but this is clearly white guilt uh, talking about white shame. And it's, it's just so funny to hear. And yeah, there's, there's a shit ton. Of, uh, if you go online, you can find a shit ton of, of white privilege checklists, but we got this specific one that Disney did, um, did, did for their employees. And we're going to go over that later. Uh, yes. So yeah, we're actually going to, yes, we have a lot of stuff planned for tonight. <laughs> so we thought that tonight we might take a deeper dive into what they call Disney's reimagining tomorrow handbook for its employees and try and decide if this is the right or wrong thing to be doing. Now, before I actually start with some of the things that we got out of the handbook, I have to tell you, this is all, it's not made up. This is exactly like their wording. And if you see me smirking, it's not because I don't think that they should address race relations, but it's like nobody fucking talks this way. And it's like they sprinkle like the little Disney magic to the wording. So you'll see what I mean by that. Okay, let's yeah, start. This I'm kind of stuff so is so the so most so unnatural human yeah. interaction you've ever done. Like, and, I, In middle school, I, I, did, I was like drafted to do peer conflict resolution where instead of going to the principal or counselors, they'd send you to your fellow teens. Oh, God. And, oh. We had, and the, training we had, the training we had to do was the most unnatural training. I resolved zero conflicts for anybody, FYI. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, it's not realistic. Nobody yeah. talks this way. And if they do, I don't want to be friends with people that talk like robots. Like, it's, yeah. it doesn't make yeah. it speak English the way that we speak English. It's not even human interaction. It's like yeah. it's like if, if, if computers talk and talk in ones and zeros, this is how people... Yeah. <laughs> mouths. Yeah, and, and just so if anybody like who's watching this doesn't believe these are real, I, I'm going to be putting up specific pages as we're talking oh, so you can actually see it. Okay, so let's talk about the first section of the handbook. It discusses unconscious contributions to racism, including implicit biases and microaggressions. Now, a lot of these terms are still fairly new, and I'm sure they're confusing for some people. So let's break them down. Does somebody, can somebody tell me what implicit bias is or what you think it is? Um, Chris, what do you think it is? Well, essentially, you can take um, microaggression and implicit uh, biases and put it into one comment. If you ever gotten a comment where it's like, oh, my God, your hair is so straight for a Black girl, that is kind of both in the handbook because you're basically implying that, one, Black people's hair is never straight. It can't be, they can't be born that way, even though there are plenty that are. And you're also implying that it's good for who you are, like implying that being black is a disadvantage to accomplish and you're you're accomplishing something in spite of your handicap. Okay, that's pretty, okay. So I'm going to give you Disney's definition. So Disney sums it up as negative beliefs you're not even aware you have that can still affect your understanding of actions, words, and decisions about other people. And they use examples of how some people are treated differently in the hiring process 
or how superiors might ignore disbelief or stay silent about the issues brought to them by people of color. So you kind of answered my next question, Chris, about microaggression. Does anybody have a different definition than the one that um, Chris gave that you want to share? As- uh, not a different definition, but I I just read something the other day, too, that was like, it's not uh, micro in the sense of like the damage it does to a person, but it's just... It's part of, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really off my game today. But it, it's it's not like magnitude, it's that it's it's the aggression part is still there. It's, it's, okay. it's, like, it's like saying, I can't be racist, I have black friends. Yeah, or like, okay. like Chris was saying, it's da-da-da for a black person or a Latino or, you know, that kind of thing. Pete. But what's, you know, again, I, I honestly did not know what microaggression meant this morning. Because I've heard it a million times. But it's funny because I think when you put those two words together, it makes it sound so bad because you have the word aggression in it. And there are times when, when listen, we all joke, uh, joke in stereotypes. I mean, especially when you, when you do something like sketch comedy, stereotypes become a huge part of, of what you do. And if you go by the, the straight definition of what microaggression is, which, which we're going to read in a second, anything you say that 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 even in a joking sense that in any light it changes change, could change people's opinion of somebody of a different ethnicity or gender that's in a microaggression so like like when you joke around like and, and and i'm gonna i'm gonna do generalities right now when you joke around about how white people can't dance or or like the joke about uh all black men have big penises and stuff like something like that that's no longer allowed because that's a microaggression now as opposed to like you could joke with people before, but now anything you say about anyone, Irish people are drunks or like like joking like the stuff of all like that we say the Polish jokes. I mean stuff that like yeah, some of it is really hurtful and wrong, but at the same time, some of it is just silly for the sake of being silly. And and I think when you lump it all into into the theory of what 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 the explanation of microaggression is, it it then makes everything seem hostile when it really isn't. Well, let me give you Disney's explanation of microaggressions. So they define it as small jokes, veiled insults, or acts of power that negatively comment on a person's race, ethnicity, or culture. They may seem small in the moment, like a paper cut, but when compounded, a thousand, like a thousand paper cuts, they can do incredible damage. So the next section is called <laughs> well, I also to to piece for I think it also kind of it, as so many things. It's the context in which it's done, of course, and yeah. in the context of a workplace like that, yeah, probably yeah. not the best context of this this show and or and or us as a sketch show. Less less bad. But see, but that's but I agree with you on that. But here's the thing: like I wouldn't go up to somebody I've never met before and and joke around about anything about them. You like, would, you know, you it's ask. like, because if I do that, then I'm just an ass. Uh, but, but if I'm friendly with somebody that like I work with and, and we have a friendly relationship, there's going to be things that I might say that in, in other company, like if somebody who didn't know the two of us might go, Oh, well, that might not sound right. And it's like, and, and it's, and it's that like, you can't just blanket statement everything and just assume that that's, that that's the end all be all answer to these questions. And that's, that's, that goes back to the problem with cancel culture again, because there's no longer like any kind of like uh, exceptions to a rule. The rule is the rule and everything has to stick by that rule because if it doesn't, 
then it doesn't, then, then you shouldn't be saying it or doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was just the first section of the handbook. So now I'm going to the second section. And this section is called Becoming an Anti-Racist Today. So this begs the question, do you think people need to become anti-racist or should they just not be racist? Enlighten me here. Anti-racist sounds like like a, a, a like a like a, a militia group that's not the KKK, but what like the same like intensity and standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should probably just not be racist. Not yeah. be racist, yeah. right? Not not be racist. It's more it's more positive to be something versus being anti. We're anti Like in the last four years of like, you know how aggressive people are towards like Trump supporters. Like we kind of basically made it okay to be like aggressive or like hit them in the face and that's not okay. And so when you're like anti, be anti-racist, it's also implying that like you can be aggressive towards people. Like if you find mm-hmm. somebody to be racist, you know what I mean? And like that kind of breeds another form of violence, which was completely just disfigures the entire point yeah. of the whole thing. Stuart, did you want to add something earlier? I I yeah, I, I think I, I think that's a good point for for Elizabeth made of like being anti something is is generally like just a, it's a more negative way to frame mm-hmm. just a, yeah. something in general. Um, but I, I I think there's a, like I think Elizabeth also said there's a big difference between what you say at work and what you say like with your friends. Um, so I think it's it's somewhat understandable that Disney wants to keep like work free of anything that could be controversial because that's just mm-hmm. like bad for business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think sort of the, you have to become anti-racist. I think that's sort of, uh, I, I, I think racism is a learned behavior. And so it, you're sort of, everybody's born anti-racist. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I, I don't think that's something that uh, is something you become. I think that's just something you either are, you're either racist or you're not. Okay. Pete? It's it's interesting because when I when I was reading the, the stuff in this handbook, my thought before I started reading it was that what they were saying was you should be against racism and you should be against anybody that's against racism. And and then you know as we'll see, I'm not going to jump the gun. That's not at all what they're saying. And then I said, let me see if Disney's the only people that actually think this way. And I went online, and there's a ton of anti-racist groups. And, and the idea is not to be against other people that are racist. It's to sit down and, and, and think to yourself, is what I'm doing right now racist? Is, is, any, is, there, is there anything? Should I be careful when I say something to a person who's a different gender than I am? Or should I, or should I think twice before I talk to my friend who's Asian or black or, or you know, or, or Indian, whatever? I mean, but so it's not it's, it has nothing to do with being against other people that are racist. It's about being against yourself. Which well, I think a little self. That sounds extreme. That sounds extreme, but I think a little self-examination never hurt anybody. I know, but you I can consider what you do. It does impact other people, whether you think you were joking with them or not. It can impact them. No, I know, but but how often do we sit around with our friends and stop and think to ourselves before we say something? Listen, you know, I really want to say this, but I'm just not going to be microaggressive right now. I mean, well, but I think I'm my friends. What you're saying? I think before I speak. Is that what you're? No, but I mean, but you don't, but you don't sit there and stop your thought process. I mean, stop your, your conversation so that each thing you say, you're well, going to meet her out in a certain way. I mean, yeah, I think everybody thinks before they speak. Um, I mean, 
Well, but I, I think that's sort of what it is. is that, I mean, I think I, I tried it. Well, not everybody, but I think, I think the, the whole thing is like being anti-racist is just being mindful of what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. it, that's, that's not anti-racism. That's just like being a decent human being. That's how, that's how people are. Like, yeah. But I think what Pete's trying to say is like, you know, we don't like think about what we're going to tell our friend who's black or Indian or whatever, because you know, most of us don't see them as, we just see them as our yeah. friends. We don't see color. We don't see, you know, but not everybody, you know, sees everyone that way. So I think and, that and again, if I if I was talking to a complete stranger, I would I would talk to them differently than I would somebody that I have I have a, a closer yeah. relationship with because I think as you get to know somebody, you get to understand your boundaries and where you can joke around with somebody and where you can't and the things, the kind of conversations you can have that maybe you couldn't have with somebody else. And again, none of these have to have anything to do with race or gender or anything like that. But if those conversations come up, you, you're a little bit more free with people you know than with somebody you don't know. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, and the thing is, if you know in your own in your own mind that you are not a racist person, do we all make mistakes that that are racially insensitive to others? Of course. There's but no it's also that. worth at least uh, acknowledging and understanding <laughs> that to, yes, you're friends with this per- a person who's a different race, ethnicity, or gender or whatever, and, and you get along great. But it's also worth understanding that their experiences are still different from yours. And so if there's something you're saying that maybe or thinking of saying, again, you have to stop dead in your tracks and, and pause and like go in a corner and think about it. But you know what I mean? Just like being aware of stuff. Yeah. A little more, you know, a little more vividly. I want to go back to Disney. I'll go. Sorry, Stuart. Well, just one more thing. A lot of racists don't think they're racist. So it's not like like a lot of them are like, oh, not racist and then are horribly racist. So that's not exactly a people aren't necessarily aware all the time. Okay, so I want to bring it back to Disney. So um, so according to Disney, we need to interrupt bias by being proactive, contributing to healthy discourse, reach out to other colleagues about our behavior and speech. Be open to others' criticism, and finally, to speak up when we see bias of any kind. Now, maybe the best part of the handbook is the page that explains what not to say to Black colleagues in comparison to what you should say to them. So let's go through This probably isn't good. (laughs) Yes, it's good. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. I had a lot of fun preparing for this. Okay, so the first thing you shouldn't say, I'm scared to say the wrong thing to you. You should never say that. So why do you think that's wrong? I'm only going to take one person for each section because there's a lot. Chris, why is that wrong? Because that is implying that you know whatever you're thinking or whatever you say and how you speak is fucked up and you're not taking the actions to try to change that. So you are admitting your guilt and trying to make excuses for it. Okay. And And you're putting the reaction on the other person too. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me tell you guys what Disney says about this. This asks your black colleague to either console you or help you figure out what to say, which isn't fair. Mm-hmm. What you should say instead is, "I'm having conversations about racism with my non-black family and friends, even though I'm afraid." So that's what Disney says. We I say that all the time. But it's still not on your black friend to tell you what to tell your white family. That's your job. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. The second one, number two. I hope, pray, things change soon. Why is that not good? Elizabeth, go ahead. 
I think because it's it's vague and it sort of doesn't acknowledge any actual problems. It's just sort of hoping it'll all blow over when there are, in fact, huge, huge problems. (laughs) Okay. So according to Disney, this shows that you mean well, but meaning well isn't just enough. This is the time to do well. Instead, you should say, I'm taking these steps to become a better ally. So that's what Disney recommends. Yeah, I just don't think you have to tell that directly to somebody's face, though, either. You could just do the work without... Joe looks confused. What happened, Joe? Alerting. Joe? We, also, we lost Chris. No, I, I, want, I want Disney to do a handbook for the GOP every time we have a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is because that's the way they should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three. This is my favorite one. Okay, so this is what you shouldn't say. I can't wait for things to calm down and go back to normal. What's the problem with that statement? Anybody? Well, because normal wasn't great for a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> normal wasn't normal for everybody. Normal sometimes involved a life under terror and oppression and, you know, being afraid to drive or go anywhere or do anything without a Especially cop, with Disney. Shooting you. Yeah. <laughs> with okay. Disney, like, was the 1940s normal for Disney? But <laughs> <laughs> so you think the word normal is an issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So according to Disney, this says that your comfort is more important than the message of anti-racism. Mm-hmm. You should instead say, I realize my discomfort is a fraction of what you're feeling. So that's something that... That's, I- that's all sweet, but it's so fucking disingenuous. Yeah. That, that's not how people talk to each other. <laughs> that's like worth admitting to yourself, but again, don't fucking say that to somebody's face. That's just weird. Yeah, that's weird Think of all the screenwriters Disney's empo- Disney employs, and this is and this is the <laughs> they come up with. <laughs> to be, to be fair, those guys wrote Crash. No, <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, if you work at Disney, say that to your manager. This way, they know you read the handbook. <laughs> Chris, I, I want to comment on what you said, and I want to say that I I don't I I can't ex- understand your experience, but I agree with you. <laughs> Although if they were to go rewind and go back to '90s prices, I'd be okay with that being normal. <laughs> yeah. Even like 2004. She... So, Chris, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, like, so after you heard all this, do you agree? Uh, disagree? I know you said it's very, not very genuine, but anything else you want to add to this? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's kind of like like what Pete said. It does feel like white guilt imply and, and that's in trying to impress upon white shame which uh you know um in some ways may be needed to get people to actually like look at themselves but it also pisses people off so like you're 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 upsetting people and trying to make them better which usually if you upset them they're not going to get better because they're just going to be like go fuck yourself mm-hmm. and again a lot of this is putting the like onus and effort and work on your uh, person of color friend counterpart at work by like burdening them with your thoughts and your concerns about your behavior and asking like for their either acceptance or uh, approval and all these things that is, should not be this other person's responsibility. Like when we had the panel a year, almost a year ago now, after George Floyd's murder, everybody all of our black actors on the uh, who appeared on the panel all said they were tired, and part of that tiredness is 
educating us white people being, being like, how can I do better? Tell me what to do. And it's like, it's not your fucking problem. It's our problem that we need to unlearn and fix ourselves. <laughs> it is not their job to fix us. Yeah. Right. Let me ask this question. Well, and, and maybe, I mean, I don't... Hold on, Pete. Hold on. Okay, just going back to what just happened with Veronica asking Chris about what he thought. Yeah. I mean, that... I mean, technically, that's against the handbook. That's actually microaggression. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I was asking a black person on the panel. No, but... Right, but... That's not the same. I will not let Stuart do that to you. Stuart, shut your fucking mouth. And I'm also a person of color. Just But is it... That's a microaggression right there, too. Isn't that against the handbook? Oh, look at the white guy trying to tell the Latino. I'm saying... There you go. I'm saying that's a You didn't like that? Is that uncomfortable? That's what you did. It sucks, doesn't it? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just I, maybe maybe again I'm the old white guy on the panel. You are, <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> no, I mean, but no, but I'm. Here's my problem with with some of this, and and that is that uh, I I think I you know at least from my standpoint, I think I live a fairly a fairly genuine life. Like I I talk to people the way that I the, the way that I, I I tell people the way I feel. I treat people exactly the same, you know, regardless of, of who they are, male, female, you know, whatever, whatever um, race they are. So what I'm, what I'm always concerned with is does, do I need to be, to, to be finding out like how to be even more ingratiating to people, you know, for, for, you know, who are different than me, because my question always is if I'm, if, if I'm doing everything in my power to be, to be equal to everybody around me, why the fuck do I have to change that? Because now somebody says I have to even go further than that, you know? And that's, and that's like, you know, and, 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 and it's a real question because sometimes like one of the things that I, I, I realized like with, with the process of, of, of doing the, the, the theater show, we would have actors that's that, that fit specific niche um, things that we needed. You know, we had, we had an actor for a long time who was who did the best Denzel Washington impression you ever heard. And then I realized the only time I ever wanted to see him on stage was when I was having him do Denzel Washington. And, and it made me realize, well, there's no point in me having somebody if that's all I'm going to use them for, you know, because it's not fair to them. It's not fair to, it's, it's not fair to, you know, the, 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 you know, the people involved in the show, because I'm, I'm basically just using somebody for the sake of using them. Now that's me learning from my own mistakes I don't think at my at my point in my life, I do anything that that needs other people to tell me how I should act towards towards other people. Now, somebody if I if I have a problem with somebody and they come to me and they say, hey, I didn't really like the way this was handled. That's a different story. But I I don't think I should be seeking out other people's, uh, you know, lessons on how to live my life at this point. Now, there are people that do need that. And that's why I just I think that it's again, this cannot all be one blanket statement about everybody. Well, it's also individuals too, because uh, uh, it all depends on where you grew up. Like a black person who grew up in California and a black person who grew up in Louisiana have completely different experiences. Some are going to be similar, but they're also different. So where I might be certain sensitive to certain things, another person may not. So you can't like 
blanket statement and be like, well, just don't. I mean, yes, there are certain things, obviously, you don't say that's a pretty much a blanket statement, but like, yeah, yeah everybody's differently. You know what I mean? Like, hell, some people are so sensitive that your body language could offend them. So like, you, it is, it is individually wrapped, you know? Yeah, but that's, but that goes for everybody though. That, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't come down to, to, to race or gender. No, that's, not at all. Every person has a different life experience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, general, you know, yeah. And so it's like, so it's, what I'm just trying to get at is that, like, if you listen to this manual, I should be going, uh, leaving the screen at the end of this and then thinking about how I can talk to you guys better than the way I did tonight. You and like, all of us should be reflecting on, on the way that we're handling ourselves. And it's like, no, if you don't do anything that, that, that at, at the end of the day, you, you feel like you've done something wrong with. I said something on the air on here last week that I thought that I thought was mean spirited towards somebody else. I'm not going to go into what it was. And afterwards I went to Veronica and I said, I think I was being, I, I was mean for some, for all the wrong reasons. And I felt really bad about it, but that was me self-reflecting. And that's, and, and if you're a normal person, you have those moments of self-reflection. And I, I just, I don't know like why other people, you know, like we need like a lesson to tell us that we should be self-reflective. Yeah. Elizabeth, can you hold on to your comment? Yeah. yeah no the last part. So the last part of the handbook is called Looking Forward, Equity, Not Equality. And it is written to have each employee take time for self-reflection and decide if they're seeing the mistakes they have made and if they can change those errors and find deep and meaningful solutions to these issues of race and inequality. Now, this includes reading books with the following titles. How to Be Anti-Racist, White Fragility, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. Another one is called Dying of Whiteness, how the politics of racial resentment is killing America's heartland. The handbook also suggests that employees should go through a white privilege checklist. (laughs) That we should go through the checklist to see who on our panel has the most white privilege issues. Okay, so before we start, Elizabeth, did you want to add something? And then well, it was just that, yeah, was. with with like Pete, yeah, Pete, you know, your your thing is like, yeah, you didn't, you, you, you don't always mean, uh, yeah, can't talk. You don't always mean malintent sometimes, but it still can hurt or offend a person. And like you said, you said something that you thought was harsh, and then you reflected on it, but sometimes. You may you, you may still not know, and I think it's just encouraging people to think a little deeper. And maybe you're not one of those people, but a, apparently, a shockingly huge number of people don't think that deeply and don't think much about what they how what they do, how it could impact another person. And I think it's just you know this is obviously I think over the top and extreme. And robots wrote this handbook. No, <laughs> this I, is not I, natural I human. I agree with you, Elizabeth. I'm not saying that there isn't a need for for people to to look well, at the way. I'm not saying you have to go and... through life uh, assuming everything you do might uh, hurt or offend someone, but it's just being aware, just being more aware of other people's experiences and like kind of reconsidering things more deeply occasionally. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I'm not saying that there is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so this is how it's going to work. So I'm going to read each of the statements, and I have all your names here, so I'm going to keep a tally. Um, they're all either yes or no answers. Oh, if the statement correctly identifies you, you will raise your hand. Probably <laughs> at the amount of yeses and decide who has the most white privilege oh, on the okay. panel. 
Now, you can also feel free to comment if you'd like. Now, I do have to tell you, when I was going through the questions, some of them are a little vague, and there's some that are a little, like, you know, confusing. So I don't want to spend, like, you know, a lot of time trying to, like, figure them out and stuff. So let's just do what we can. Okay, ready for the first question? Ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, if I wish, arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. Wait, wait, say that again? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, okay, I can, if I wish, arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. So I think what it means is like, you know, if you have get-togethers mostly with people of your own race. That's basically yeah. that. And you can do so easily. Like, you can find easily. Uh-huh. friends of a similar race yeah. quickly and easily. Okay, so we've got... Okay. See, like something like this, I would say I'm saying no because my wife is is Mexican American, and so it wouldn't ever be easy for me to do this most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm saying no because it's hard to get niggas to get out of the house from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I could call them like a weekend event, like hey, I'm having a party, and niggas will still come up with excuses like two hours before and the party starts. So like I gotta hit it with a no. It's, it's hard to get I, I just, the house. I just want to preface that for anybody listening and not seeing the podcast, the man who made that comment was African American. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. He is, and he is now going into his self reflection moment. Yes, yes, yes. He's, yes. He's be as part of our handbook. <laughs> Go sit on on the Dumbo ride and think about what you've done. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just black people. I'm just saying they're they're particularly hard from time to time. Okay, question number two: If I should need to move. I can be pretty sure of renting or purchasing housing in an area which I can afford it afford and in which I want to live. Okay. So. No, actually no. No? Okay. Okay. Got it. Next question. I can be pretty sure that my neighbors in such a location will be neutral or pleasant to me. You know what? Yeah. Okay. So. Do you have a lot of neighbors that don't like you, Stuart? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't interact with my neighbors that much normally. So I don't. I'm sorry. Who did not raise their hand? That's easier for me. I don't necessarily feel this game man that my neighbors are going to be cool with me. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Next one. I can go shopping alone most of the time, pretty well assured that I, I will not be followed or harassed. I mean, that's more as I a lady. That, yes, I say no? that's, that's a more. Uh, you know what they mean? Sexual they mean. privilege, but yeah. Like but, but, but as far you. as like being that's a male shoplifting, I'm good. I'm, I really yeah. think that's everybody, male privilege. Is everybody a yes on this one, Danny? Are you a yes on this one? Um, no, because I get followed. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they just maybe they just like your look, Danny. Probably they need, you they got, need help. You got the light the light eyes, bro. I mean. Like- <laughs> okay. The next question: I can turn on the television or open to the front page of the newspaper and see people of my race widely represented. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always happy about that stuff, but yeah, I can see it. That's fun. I don't need to see. Do I want them on the? Are they on the front page for a good reason? Well, that's not. Exactly. 
Okay. Yeah, I think recently I, I can say that. Okay, next question. When I'm, to- when I'm told about our national heritage or about civilization, I'm shown that people of my color made it what it is. Wait, hold on. Say that again. Is, is it that I think that, that people when of my I'm, color made I'm it? I'm just look- reading it word for word. Yeah. When no. I'm told about our national heritage or about civilization, I am shown that people of my color made it what it is. Oh, sure. Without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I'm not saying it, that it's it, true. That's, I'm that's saying interesting that, that's, that they said. That they said it's interesting that they said. It's interesting that they said color because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ethnicity is a different... I would feel differently if they said culture. Yeah, culture. culture. Mm -hmm, Okay. That's an interesting point, Stuart. So uh, the next question. I can be sure that my children will be given curricular materials that testify to the existence of their race. Yeah, I'm not going to have kids. Fuck that, but sure. No, I don't have any kids. But <laughs> again, but my, but my cat knows that, that the, the cat race will continue. Yeah, I, I can't say yes, because again, if, if Veronica and I were to have a child, they would be part, part Mexican-American, and so I don't know if they would have that ability. Yeah. Unless you had a kid with Vanessa. I feel like saying I, I have a Mexican wife is because of white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying no, because I'm, I'm trying, because like, I, I realize that Veronica saves me from saying yes to every one of these questions. <laughs> Yeah, jail free card. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, she's she's my get out of jail free card. You're welcome. I have a Mexican wife. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I don't know because I feel like now because a reason why I'm saying yes because like I feel like now school systems are starting to change and like actually tell the truth about our history and how violent and how fucked up it was and Mm -hmm. like the accomplishments of the people who were oppressed by these these structures. So like. I think that we are going to be seeing a different textbook for if we do have children in like in the like near future, maybe in like next 10 years or so, for sure. Not, not, in, Tennessee. not in Idaho, you're not. Not in it's Tennessee. They just voted they against it. I, I mean, I learned the cause of the civil war was states' rights, not slavery. That's what I was taught in school not that long ago. Yeah. No, well, I mean, Chris, do you, would you feel that same way if you were still back in Texas? In Dallas, yes. Not in like. Uh, like Lubbock or some shit like that. No, but in Dallas for sure. Okay. Or Austin or Austin for sure. Okay. Okay. Next question. If I want to, I can be pretty sure of finding a publisher for this piece on white privilege. (laughs) Wait, come on. Say again. If I want to, I can be pretty sure of finding a publisher for this piece on white privilege. I mean, like, was somebody like if I were to write an article on white privilege, gotcha. would I be published? Yeah, gotcha. Yes. Okay. I can go into a music shop and count on finding the music of my race represented. Into a supermarket and find the staple foods oh, that fit with my cultural traditions. Into a hairdresser shop and find someone who can cut my hair. Absolutely. It depends where, but yeah. No problem. This is not an issue. Okay. In Boca, in LA, I can. Joe, did you want to say something? Well, I mean, are we talking about me as a German American or just as like a white, a, a white schlub? As a white person. White oh, okay. Because I can find, I can find mayonnaise. Bread. I can find mayonnaise in any grocery store. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I'm good. Like, especially music wise, because basically any American music is basically black music. Like, we brought all that shit to America. Right. So, even rock and roll, R and B, and blues, all that shit. Like, that everything came from us. So it's represented everywhere. Also, too, this is LA, and every fucking Instagram hoe is trying to be black. So I know I can go to a hairdresser and find <laughs> that can do my shit because it's every true. white girl wants to be black now. <laughs> it's true. Like some of these questions, you know, it all depends on where you're at. Like if you're yeah. not, you know, so it does vary. So I guess we're just go- going based on our experiences. I think we have to imagine we're at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay. The next question says um, think about this. Whether I use checks, credit cards, or cash, I can count on my skin color not to work against the appearance of financial financial reliability. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh-huh. First of all, who's writing checks, though? I wouldn't take that anyway. Somebody writes me a check, I'm kicking them out. I, don't, I ain't trusting nobody. Everybody's a scammer. Even the 80-year-old <laughs> aunt that's coming in trying to write, you all scammers. Fuck that. You know, it's, it's funny, though, because if I was in, like, like Mobile, Alabama, I might not answer that question the same way because it's those it's those like dirty white people who are always the poorest there. I mean, like you're, you know, it's like it's like so I probably would think a completely different way, and, and it's like the backwoods people that just, yeah, I, I'm, okay. And I'm sorry if reach, I ever have to reach reflect on this later on that I said it. But, uh, I have to apologize later to the white people. In it's okay. He, he's not racist. He has dirty white friends mm-hmm. and a Mexican wife. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Of all, all of our hillbilly listeners are just left. Thanks. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Say hi to our listeners on the farming channel. If they didn't leave during the monologue, then they didn't have a meeting. So it's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Okay. Monologue qualifies everybody. That's fair. I can arrange to protect my children most of the time from people who might not like them. Mm, okay. My imaginary children, yes. Uh, yeah. I don't think anybody could, should be able to uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I think I can, as a, a white lady, be throw a tantrum and f- about whatever my problem is, and somebody will bend over backwards to accommodate my yeah, children. Have law enforcement no matter how insane or violent they might be. <laughs> uh, I feel the same way, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who does... Let's see those hands again really quick so I can mark this down. See, I, I, I disagree because, because you know what? Your kids have to learn what life is all about. If you're fighting the oh, battle. This isn't them. about whether or not you should. Right. We're, we're, not, we're not debating the okay, question. Fine, then yes, I agree yeah. as well. Yes. No, that's a completely different question. Yeah, you know, I have way different opinions you, on you, this. You, you oh my God. Can somebody get Robert's Rules of Order, please, so we can <laughs> <laughs> oh, please check your, check your uh, messages too. Okay, next question. Wear or dress in secondhand clothes or not answer letters without having people um, attribute these choices to the bad morals, the poverty, or the illiteracy of my race. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. Can you say that again? Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, it's pretty long. I can swear or dress in secondhand clothes or not answer letters without having people attribute these choices to the bad morals, the poverty, or the illiteracy of my race. Like, this this is just way too convoluted. I, like that can be no. I, could, I, mean, I couldn't I, do it before Macklemore, but now that after Macklemore, I, I, I Well, I was going to say, I could be accused of being white trash if I did some of that. See, and that's, on how and I that's, that's I mean, I'm not going to answer point. letters, but... And, 
interesting. If, and also, so frankly, I, because of my weight, depending on how what the secondhand yeah, clothes look like. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I no, like but if, if I look something? unkempt, then yeah, yeah, people might judge me. I know? think the last four years changes that question for white people because for before Trump we might not have been able to say, oh yeah, I could dress however I want and, and nobody's going to judge yeah. me as a white person. But because there, because there are white people right now that I clearly know I judge based on the way they look, you know, as being Trump mm-hmm. supporters or being racist or something else. I don't think that you could do that anymore. I, th- yeah. I think that, I think yeah, that they, I put my hand down. You, you, you don't want to wear a red hat. That's, that's if, yeah, if, if, the, if the Yankees changed, changed their hat to a red hat, I'd stop watching the Yankees because because if I see somebody wearing a red hat, if they're wearing a, a St. Louis Cardinals hat and I only see it from the back, I'm like, fucking Trump supporter. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's and I think that that's a problem we have now. I mean, so no, I don't think that, that you can do that I'll anymore. Say, I don't think anybody qualifies for this one, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody's saying yes. I'm to put my hand down. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've raised my hand on literally every other question. I think. <laughs> I think. You got free. I think I'm gonna pull ahead here. Yeah. Then you get a sandwich. Very interesting. Once I tally these up. Okay. <laughs> so the next question: I can speak in public to a powerful male group without putting my race on trial. Well, without my race. I mean, I don't know. What? Who's inviting me? Yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, I was saying, my race, no, my gender, absolutely. Yeah, powerful male group. Oh, the WGA West. It's actually the NRA. I think it's the people from the universe. I won't leave that room without holes in me. Yeah, I'm like, I can do it. It doesn't mean it's going to go well. (laughs) Okay, next question. I can do well in a challenging situation without being called a credit to my race. Oh, Jesus. I hope so. <laughs> I hope no one ever says that to me. Yes, that, that's a good answer, Chris. You're a credit to your race for <laughs> See it again. I wouldn't say that to somebody I don't know. How about I, the context of this discussion? How about you do that? Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, moving on. Yeah. I'm never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. See, that's so not me because people always ask, well, as you know, as a Latina, mm-hmm. what do you think of this? Or, uh-huh. yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one because race wise, no, but gay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah race wise, no. I'm like, I'm like half Yeah, I'll, I'll say if we're going silly by race, no, I don't. Point by. I, I, I know that I've volunteered to speak on behalf of all white people. Before, <laughs> don't you been, fucking dare. I've never well, been told. I mean, I've never been asked to do it. In terms of a spokesperson the opinions for of Peter people, are not the opinions of white we people. We could do better than Peter, but we could also do much worse than Peter. Okay. You know what? I think I'm pretty fucking good. So, so I'd, 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 I'd take Peter if, if he was, if that was a choice. Thank you. Suck up. Okay, the next one. I can remain oblivious of the language and custom of persons of color who um, constitute the world's majority without feeling in my culture any, any penalty for such oblivion. I have no idea. Can you read one more time? What the fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a word salad. This is like, this is this seriously to shame people because they're like, they're just like trying to put you in a box yeah. and you can't really yeah. <laughs> Okay, oh, wow. so this is the statement. I can remain oblivious 
of the language and custom of persons of color who constitute the world's majority without feeling in my culture any penalty for such oblivion. No, I can I ignore people of color around the world without it impacting me. Yes. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I don't want to. I don't choose to, but I could. Which you could. How did you restate it? Oh, can I ignore people of color around the world without it impacting me? Basically, was oh, yeah. my okay. was my understanding. My, my understanding was, can I do it without cult without my culture judging me for it? Yes, that's yeah, a better. That's that's, that's a better. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sadly, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, sorry. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next. Oh, okay. Almost done. I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural outsider. I think like Latinos have gotten to that point now where we could be more. Sorry, um, Louis, can you read that again? Yeah. Sure. I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural <laughs> outsider. I guess. Yeah. For the, for the most part. Fathers write this handbook because it sounds very. Uh, now you shouldn't be on the show because that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the same people who drafted the Bill of Rights drafted this and tried yeah. to put it on the handbook. Oh, God, this one. Okay. The next one says I can be pretty sure that if I ask to talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. Oh. No, not here. Not here. Not here. Yeah. At not Michigan? Here hell yeah. Not here. Like no. looking at a mirror at the manager. But. Like, I'm, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just, I just oh, speak no, people in charge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, we're we're a really good mix here in Los Angeles. I feel like, yeah. 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 I have no idea. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna raise my hand for that one. Mm. No, I'm gonna give myself a point. Okay, Chris and Ian. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll be honest and I, think I, I I've dealt with people. I guess the only people when it comes again to this kind of thing that we do that I've dealt with are people, other people in entertainment, and, and, and as far as the people that I've dealt with who are on a higher level than us, they're of all ethnicities. So I really can't say it's just white yeah. people or yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Hard to say that. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been turned down by every race. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next one. If a traffic cop pulls me over, or if the IRS audits my tax return, I can be sure I haven't been singled out because of my race. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everybody except Chris and Danny. Only because I have been singled out for my race by a cop, so I can't I can't raise my hand because it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been singled out for having shitty cars and like very dirty cars. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one. I could easily buy posters, postcards, picture books, greeting cards, dolls, toys, and children's magazines featuring people of my race. Oh, okay. That's where it's going. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I thought it was about just buying a period. I was like, I think we could all. That's called it. Hallmark <laughs> in my culture. <laughs> this this white privilege quiz brought to you by Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Okay. Uh, I thought we were almost done. Okay. I can go home from most meetings of organizations I belong to feeling somewhat tied in rather than isolated, out of place, outnumbered, unheard, held at a distance or feared. What if you don't really belong to organizations? Yeah, what if you don't volunteer I mean, to do anything know, useful? That's another thing, though, too. I wouldn't belong, belong to an organization to... that I didn't that's what yeah, I feel like I was a part of. Yeah. You know what? Good point, Stuart. I'm yeah. raising my hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that way for TMI, but, like, I, I wouldn't be does here it, if I didn't. We, we love you, Stuart, just so you know. I wonder, does this include, like, Facebook TV groups? Thank you, honey. Groups? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it has to, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. In this day and age, yeah. So everybody raise their hand or accept yeah, yeah, yeah. Not raise cool. It includes the blockheads. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I was referring to, Danny. But, okay. and, the, uh, and the uh Disneyland singles groups. Hi hi guys. I'm a member of so many of those Facebook TV groups for like TV shows that I watch. But okay, moving on. I could take a job with an affirmative action employer without having coworkers on the job suspect that I got it because of race. Unless I'm going for a job at BET. Okay. <laughs> hey, but BET is owned by Disney, so technically you'd be good. <laughs> Wait, I thought BET was Viacom. No, BET is owned by Disney. Disney. No, I think Viacom owns BET. <sighs> you know why? I think so, because Paramount Plus has BET on the uh, mm-hmm. on its, oh. on its thing. Yeah, so. Hey. No, you're still good, though. Like well, you get National Geographic on Disney Plus, not BT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine BT was on Disney Plus? That was but, 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 uh, BT, Chris, National Geographic crossover. But Chris, I can't understand you, what you're going through. So if you want to say you're right, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could do public accommodations without fearing that people of my race cannot get in or will be mistreated in the places I have chosen. One more time, please. Yeah. I, I could choose public accommodations without fearing that people of my race cannot get in or will be mistreated in the places I have chosen. Mm. So does that mean like... Hotel? It means if I go to a hotel, other hotel white people the, can go to yeah. a hotel. Or a bar. Or Yeah, uh, they won't be like... Yeah. It depends. Like, if you go, like, to liberal cities, like, if you're, if you're in New York or you're in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah, in L.A., yeah. Okay, I'm going to raise my you hand. You got the dough. You got the dough. Okay. Certain diners that, like, I've driven to, like, being on road gigs, and we just, like, got to the parking lot, and we are like, nah, this looks too, too 1950s, and we just left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did everybody raise their hand on this one, or Chris, you didn't raise your hand no, on I this one? I don't know I'm gay. I think I'm good. I just okay. can't believe that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I can be sure that if I need legal or medical help, my race will not work against me. My government will. <laughs> As I say, my, my, my gender and my weight will, because they might think I'm just overreacting to something. But mm-hmm. Although, shout out to the uh, urgent care doctor who believed me when I said, man, no, I really can't man. breathe so good. <laughs> all those uh, yeah, almost two out. years ago now that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that woman had my back right yeah. on Danny and Stuart okay because I just showed her my my badge and I'm okay <laughs> if my day week or year is going badly I need I need not ask of each negative episode or situation whether it has racial overtones okay 
if it hasn't been your day, your week, or month, or even your year, you're probably yeah, on Friends <laughs> and your wife. And I'll be there for you. Okay. All right. We're getting closer to finding out. God, this is, a, this is terrible. This, this is terrible. Okay. <laughs> the next one. I can choose blemish cover or bandages in flesh color and have them more or less match my skin. Yeah. You know, Fenty changed the game on that. That was, yeah. that, that was a controversy not too long ago. So oh, it still hasn't changed. It's crazy. Some brands have, have yeah, I don't done know better if, than others. I mean, if I'm <laughs> buying band-aids, they're dino band-aids for sure. But yeah, I could be. First of all, I'm buying the SpongeBob band-aids. I, I, I get ones that match my skin. That, it's a point that you can. It's yes. not that you will, it's that, that you can. If I need if I need to be wearing bandages, the last thing I'm worrying about is my white privilege. Because I have because I have Avengers bandages, so I have okay. Avengers bandages. So you guys just talk amongst yourselves for about a minute or so. I'm gonna I'm doing the tallies right now. That was the last question. I, see, I have a problem with this being like a Disney test because everyone's gonna leave this like feeling really depressed. Can you imagine like Mickey Mouse just walking around with his head down? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have to do some self reflection. Oh. Also, can uh, can Dizzy come out with a handbook of things I shouldn't say to them for them taking my annual pass? <laughs> yeah, can, can Disney provide some uh, some counseling or rage control for? After yeah, because after believe after you me, I, I am not going to be self reflect. I self reflective after I yell at you guys for that. But, but think about it this way, though, uh, Joe. They took everybody's pass, not just the white people's. That's so that's you know, true. That was, mm-hmm. They were inclusive in saying that they were going to buck everyone out. So, yeah. No, See, I don't, like, I don't. I'm not a fan uh, of that. That's word equity. Either. I'm not a fan of that word either. That word inclusive. To me, that's the opposite of anti-racist. Inclusive is saying we didn't want to, but we're putting you in here anyway. That's yeah, what that's it sounds terrible. like. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, that. it's it's kind of backhanded in a way. Yeah. Like I guess we could include. You. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I guess of that. you can come to my party. Yeah. I mean, you know who's really going to have an existential crisis after reading this handbook? Steamboat Willie. He's black and white. He don't know. What oh, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm privileged, but I'm also oppressed. I don't know. He's a rat. Uh, <laughs> He's a rodent. He's also a rodent, which is even more Isn't oppressive. Isn't he a mouse? Impressive in its own is it Mickey Mouse a mouse? Not a... He's a mouse. He's a mouse. Steamboat Willie. Okay. Is a He's still a rodent. How yeah, but that's not a rat. Repeat? 26. Okay. So oh, boy. Have, um, oh, no. Have the results. Okay. So the person on the panel that has the most white privilege is Pete. <laughs> Why did I have to make my privilege? And with your Mexican wife and yeah, toe. he's got God Now uh, the next ones. So Elizabeth and Joe, you tied. You are just one under Pete. So yeah. you're oh, okay. pretty much up there. And then after that, it was Ian. And then it was me and Stuart tied. That was interesting. Then it was Danny, and then finally Chris. Chris, you have the least white privilege. So Chris, you have Congratulations. The Congratulations. Yeah, so Chris has the least yeah. white privilege. After Chris is Danny, then it's me and Stuart, then it's Elizabeth and oh, no, I'm sorry, Ian, then Elizabeth and Joe and Pete with the most. This is such crap. <laughs> But Peter, I'm not gonna lie. When you were saying it earlier, you were like, "I'm not surprised that he could be." After hearing those questions, I could have been. I could have been you the one the most privileged because it was very vague and open ended. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. see, but I'll, I'll say something, and 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 I really believe this. I think that you were being too generous about some of those answers because 
because I, I think you actually have too good a heart. Because because I think so. I think you I believe think too of much of the kindness of yeah. some people. Because I, there was a couple of times when you raised your hand, I'm like, "There's no fucking way he could really believe this." <laughs> <But> <laughs> say, this quiz is not very accurate either, because again, it all has to do with where you live yeah, and your right. experiences. Period. It, it, and, it also, and, I mean, that's for the most part. Only focuses on race, which is yeah. a, just yeah. an aspect of yeah. right. Because like some know. of the like, am I followed or judged in th- certain <laughs> scenarios? I'd say yes as a woman for sure, but as just a white person, no. And but if I, but then that's why I raised my hand because I'm like, if we're only going on race. Wow. Yeah, I would be. Well, it's a very racist white, white privilege again. I would be really interested to see the difference. Right. The differences between percent written by white people. There's no. Yeah. Way to oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's. Oh, yeah. it's it's white people shaming other people oh, because 100%. they have white guilt. It's a white oh, robot shame yeah. built for shame. White people shame on you. This is what this handbook is. But <laughs> you could just you could just write that on a piece of paper and hand it out. Like that's that might be more effective. That's the, yeah. Disney would, model. White people shame on you, and that's it. <laughs> I would really be interested to see Same the difference paper. in the numbers yeah. between the California Disneyland employees. And the Florida, the Florida Disney World employees. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see those differences. That yeah, would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it has a lot to do again with location, where mm-hmm. you where you're raised, and everybody's personal experience. Like I'm sure my experience as a Latina from Los Angeles is very different than if you talk to somebody my age, another Latina growing up in I don't know Kansas or mm-hmm. whatever. So everybody's yeah. experience, you know, is definitely you know different. So. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Pete has that much white privilege. No, nah, probably not. No, no. I do. I have a lot of white privilege. No, I think he has a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I think. I mean, I, I think I do too. But it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that is our show for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow at six p.m. Bye, everyone. Have a good night and stay safe. Check Bye. your privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Re- reflect tonight. Uh-huh. Reflect. Check your.